I'm Jen. And I'm Ben. And it's time to go back to class. Hi, Jen. Hey, Ben. How are you doing? I am great. How are you? Good. Happy Sunday. We're recording this on Sunday. We are Sunday morning, technically. Yep, technically. <laughs> Still morning, late morning. But yeah, the sun's yeah, coming watch. out. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was saying the sun is coming out, so that's fun. Yes, yes, it's finally drying out. It is September 22nd, is that right? 21st? Um, 22nd. And just looked at Google to figure out uh, 27 business days of school so far and 61 remaining until winter break. So uh, I guess it's like one-sixth of the way to the school year. That matters? Wow. Anything? So, yeah, we're like a third of the way through the first semester. So <laughs> I don't know. Not that I'm counting. I'm counting in a good way, not in a, not in a holy cow kind of way. But Yeah. I definitely think it's going fast. Like I can't believe it's already October next week. That's wild. We had sign up for parent teacher conferences. We had to get our like our schedule set for that. Like our times were available and not uh, for York High. And so I did that last week and was very surprised by um, by that. Usually, I don't know. I remember having a lot more in the grade book by, by this time. <laughs> so I'm gonna work on that some today and this week. Um, but yeah, things are things are good. So how are you? I'm great. I'm doing really good. Yeah, I um I have my picture book day a book a day board up on my wall. So I add the picture books every day that we read them. So that's a cool way for me to keep track and kind of see where we're at and how far we've come and how much we still have to go. But we're doing good. Like that. Yeah, it's neat. It's a neat visual. I think it's something to yeah, it's cool. We have taken our. First three projects for the flight and space class, and we're taking a little break from building for a while. Well, kind of. Uh, we're building websites. Uh, it's a portfolio of our work, as well as a project that we had. The curriculum calls for um, the the program, I guess, not really. The curriculum calls for um, storyboards for a commercial. Okay. Um, and our district has done a lot with tech, with um, Screencastify or WeVideo. So you know, go make a commercial, go do this, go do that, and not as much with um building sites and so we're using google sites to build a aerospace solutions company they come up with their own logo name of the company and then using the research which is just our flight testing we've done they come up with their own solution for a, another make-believe company that's trying to find out weather conditions in the atmosphere oh. so they're given that and then just four pages they have to build in google sites and it's been really fun to see that we're breaking out of small groups back into individual work um and a lot of a lot of dialogue too around what, okay, we saw that and we said this, but what does that really mean? And it's been a nice kind of pause and review for that. So, and our, and our last, the last week's been really rainy too. So kind of hard to be outside and fly stuff when we're doing that. But yeah, yeah, it's been cool. It's been good. Awesome. Yeah, we've been uh, digging into more of Writer's Workshop and um, I asked the students to all write a story related in some way to some kind of door in their life. And we, um, yeah, so we've been looking at, like, we brainstormed first memories of an important place. And I talk a lot about how the people, places, and experiences shape us and make us kind of who we are. And so we're zoning in an identity and we're talking about place right now. So we brainstormed different 
uh, one place and then memories around the place. And then we talked, uh, made the connection between our picture books that we've been reading and how those have a theme by the end, like you learn something, you know, so trying to find meaning in the memory that we can share. Um, so we're not just telling a story just to tell it, but there's a purpose to it or there's a meaning behind it. So, um, I, we made like little zines, like you fold up a piece of paper and cut it and then it turns into a little book. So <laughs> we made little zines this week to see if our stories have a beginning, a middle and end, and then think through the meaning behind it. And then we also started drafting. So kids are kind of in different places. Um, I think it's going well. It's definitely like some kids are, you know, like rolling with it and other kids need more support, obviously to think through like, what is the meaning behind their story and to be able to find that. But um, but it's neat. We're going to make a little book. So we're going to publish something. All the kids are going to take pictures of a door and then we're going to work, finish up, you know, their writing to put it all together to create some kind of a little book, like an anthology awesome. <laughs> that we can share. Makes so. me think of two things. Makes me think of the doors in Monsters, Inc. <laughs> oh, yeah. That are there. And which they use that imagery too, right? Like connecting it back to like the real world. And then um, I think we talked about the book before. Malaka Garab is a Filipino-Egyptian-American. I think I'm getting that right. Um, lives in D.C. And she wrote a book called I Was There, I Was There American Dream. I read it this summer um, oh. when I was in D.C. But she does zine workshops for... Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's really cool. So later on, I'll have to uh, shoot you the link or whatever. Uh, just look, look her up on Twitter. She's awesome. Yeah. Um, she's out of D.C. She writes for Goats and Soda as a section of NPR online um, that talks a lot about developing nations, developing parts of the world, and those people's experiences um, everywhere. It's a really, really cool. Very cool. cool. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when I was in Guatemala, I met a photographer who takes pictures of doors, and I got to talk to him and hear about the doors, and that was what sparked the idea. I was like, oh my gosh, doors are really cool. Like, they give, you know, like, enter into a place, open up open up doors, opportunities close, different things happen. I have a couple of kids writing about their room and, like, the privacy of their, to have their own bedroom in their own space, so yeah. it's been neat, you know, and one kid's like, well, I want to write about my dad and our garden. I'm like, okay, so then what door, like, is there a door that goes with it? Because he was stressing about the door. So I'm like, you can take a picture of your house, like, the door of your house you know it doesn't have to be like this is the door you know it's just right. a memory but we're gonna put the picture there because as like a connection so he was like well I could take a picture of the um, like the shed yep. yes I'm like yeah that's perfect you know it's just linking it to places and yep. um yeah that's cool and we've been also studying more about refugees so also thinking about kids around the world and what their experience is like so yeah. we're trying I'm trying to link that together um, so that they see the connection, you know, like we're thinking about ourselves, but also thinking about people's identities around the world and who they are For and sure. things that they're experiencing as well. For sure. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. So our main focus for today was to follow up on our discussion from last time. We want to talk a little bit more about thinking about social emotional learning and also about mental health and like how we either weave that in or how we're conscious of that or things specifically that we're doing to address that with our students. Um, I already feel like this is probably could be like five parts. <laughs> to, yeah. Like it could be a series yeah, so. in and of itself. Um, but like we could just start and kind of talk about maybe our mindset and where we're at or things that have come up already. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, okay. I tried to enter this year with, um, I think we talked about this when we were like preparing, right? Preparing our classroom space or getting ourselves ready. Yeah. I think we both mentioned some 
of the state confidence and maybe a little bit of ego in terms of we've done this before. We kind of know how to get a school year ready. We know how to roll things out. Um, I think we've both experienced that, you know, having done that that way. And then like, Oh, I didn't think about this. I could have built up more of, you know, that, but yeah. Being more receptive instead of um, maybe overly proactive in terms of stuff. And so something I didn't really, I had considered it just, just the difference in learner I would spend my day with. It's a range of age range of six years between sixth grade um, oh, yeah. in the hallway and then all the way up to seniors and, and what's, what's important to them. What is, um, what's connecting for them with school, how they relate yeah. to school and to see those different things too. I actually have a, a pair of brothers. I've got one, the seventh grade brother and uh, he's a sophomore. Uh, oh, that's cool. It is cool. It is cool. And so I get to spend my day with the two of them and kind of reference that. Um, it's also been awesome to work with kids who I've known from my gig at Churchville as an instructional coach. Um, still had hallway duty and after school duty and was in a lot of classrooms. And so yeah, a lot of kids. That's, that's an awesome background to have. But it's been awesome to see them in some cases two and three years later, having not seen them, other, you know, juniors at, at the high school. Um to connect with them again too and just just see how things change so it's it's been a real um i don't know i feel I'm super well supported um with our our staff of social workers and counselors and other people who are there um and have definitely felt some feedback already um in kids saying hey i appreciate you know you reaching out and asking about this or stepping in and talking about that so the first one i want to talk about is um girls in stem and in the high school class we have we have 20 i have 27 um and i think six girls in that 27 um, ranging from freshman all the way up to senior and so we talked about seating charts and how often in classes like this um and not just in their experience but in summer camps and other places as well that sometimes it's okay just spread the kids out so boy boy girl boy boy girl and two of my upperclassmen, um, young engineers, were no please because it had been a couple weeks. We were in doing stuff, and it was a little noisy in one corner of the room. And it was fine. I didn't necessarily feel it was super productive noise, and it was not their, their side of the room. It was some guys, and they said no. You know, so often with with teachers perceiving equity as you know, I'm going to call on this, that they wanted to be by themselves. They wanted to be in, in their group, their crew in the corner. And that it was, it was pretty empowering for them to, they felt that I had left them alone and no, we're not going to have a seating chart and no, we're not going to have this or that. And so we talked about um, the word guys, because I found myself mm. guys quite a bit and talked about that in a very comfortable way. And two of the upperclassmen girls were like, no, it's, it's pretty common. They think of it as a Chicago thing, um, which I thought was interesting that it was mm. not, not a, not so much a gender thing in their, in their mind anyway, but um, it's, no, it's, it's not, you know, it's different. It's a big U-shaped classroom. And they're like, you know, you seem cognizant of it's a big space and 27 are spread out in there. Really. It's, it's perfect. It's fine. We still have room to do all kinds of stuff. But they're like, no, you move around the room. You're doing okay. But, you know, to keep that up, not teach from the podium, not to turn your back really to anybody um, and, and not to, to do that. So they, they had echoed, which was great. I mean, I felt like a win for sure that they felt valued, their voice was being heard. 
and that um, those things were acknowledged that way. I feel, I guess, a little protective of that uh, that group, and it was really reassuring to me that they felt safe and valued, and you know, doing a really good job in in that space. So that was nice. Yeah, that's. It sounds like you are developing relationships with them that they're open enough to say and give you feedback in terms of what they need or like what you're doing that's working for them. But I'm also hearing a little bit of you thinking about like you are so cognizant of making sure that you're also doing a good job for them and being aware of that. And I think what's interesting for me is have you noticed, or is my question, I guess that I'm curious about, have you noticed that sometimes what you're thinking doesn't always match what they're thinking or like, and I mean, it sounds like you talked it out with them so that you, you know, double checked and make sure everything was okay. But like, Absolutely. Is that, yeah. Yeah. No, sorry. Like, Finish your question. No, no, that was my question. Like if it, if, if I think it's so easy to think, you know, what's going on or <laughs> think, yeah. you know, or like think through the multiple possibilities of what it could be but not actually check in with the kids or just make a decision without talking to them. So it sounds like you did that. So I guess that was more my question was, is that what you, you know, did you find that that's something that was processing through your brain and then did talking to them help? Yeah, I've tried to be, and some of it is, is definitely a need that I have to know these kids are veteran students of, of STEM classes, of engineering classes. Um, both, I mean, all of them, guys and the girls. And so I'm new to this. I'm new to this area and this, this field of teaching. So some of it is my comfort of, man, that was a really skunky lesson today. I'm, I'm sorry. Things are like, no, we learned from making mistakes. Like it's, it's been freeing and so educational for me to put out there. Okay. How did we, you know, what do you think about this? What do you think about Uh that? And definitely you're right. My presumptions of, Oh, you know, this might be an issue for, you know, maybe, maybe they're bothered by the guys thing and for them to come back and say, no, not at all, but don't do this. Um, yeah. you know, don't, don't, don't stand in like, just, you know, don't go stand in one corner of the room with uh, um, whoever, you know, whoever was killing yeah. or, or whatever. And, um, and they were quick to say, Hey, you're not doing that, but you know, teachers have done that. So I don't know that that's, yeah, been, yeah I guess I hadn't thought about it that way of, of presuming what their, their needs are. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, I don't know. We're, it's the last period of the day. Uh, kids are typically pretty tired. And so a lot of the function of school, the seating chart, the, how I'm calling for attention, it's just really different with this group of learners and certainly have a couple of kids who have tried to maybe take advantage of that a little bit. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it's really, you know, seeing what's, what's important for them and where they're at on different days, um, emotionally with things. Yeah. It's, it's been really, really edifying that way. And I feel like, I don't know, the best I think we can do is check in with our kids and say, Hey, how am I doing with this? So yeah, especially with that age, I feel like they're, they're a pretty vocal group in terms of what they need. So. Yeah. Yeah. For me, um, I, definitely do my best to try to say y'all instead of saying you guys because as a woman it bothers me and it's not so much like I get why people say it you know what I mean like I understand it but it it just 
it doesn't bother me so much as I get mad is that I notice it. Like it stands out to me if I'm around somebody who's saying it all the time. I'm like, oh my gosh. I just, it just really notice it. So I do my best to try to say y'all as much as I can. And it's interesting because both of my groups noticed it. Um, the eighth graders noticed it sooner than the seventh graders. And when someone was like, y'all, <laughs> like they just noticed that I said it and we're joking. And I was like, oh, I say y'all for a reason. Can you like, why do you think I say y'all? And someone's like, your country. And I'm like, no. And then they were still thinking. And then there was um, one. Then I think I said, like, what do people usually say? You know, I'm like, what is the, what is the norm? And one girl who's like super quiet was like, you guys. And I'm like, yeah, people usually say you guys. And like, I am like, we're not all just guys. So I'm trying to change that and be conscious of that. And they were like, interesting. Like, I think I'm, it, it seems like so little to do something like that, but I think it's being aware of again, who's in the room and acknowledging people, you know, and then talking about it too. So um, I think they were like, they were like, huh, you know, and I didn't have to say much, like it didn't have to be a whole lesson on it or anything like that, but right. just little things like can make a difference for sure. sure. So something that I've done to be able to get my students feedback, well, I've done a few things, like I've done some surveys and then I did, um, post a survey and not a survey, this is a Google form to our Google classroom where kids can just, if they have feedbacks or questions or any comments they want to share with me, I have that available, but I also have it printed out so they can fill out a little note and write it in. Um, I haven't had too many kids pay, like fill it out yet, but I have it available. And then, um, something I started, I think like the second week of school is doing circle. So I'm part of something between our district and our high school district that's called Mundelein United. And it's, um, some people from the schools and people in the community, business owners trying to get together. And really it's about talking about race and racism and, um, like learning more together and brainstorming how we can help things be better in our community. So anyway, so we were there and we did a, um, we talked a lot just to get started and to build our background knowledge and talk about race in general. But then we sat circle, which is based on the native American tradition of sitting um, and solving problems and discussing community and thinking about how to be better. Right. Um, so it was really powerful with adults. And I was like, I want to do this with my students. Like, I just thought it was awesome. I feel like the idea behind it is everybody sits in a circle. So like everybody is equal. You're sitting down. There's nobody standing up and nobody has more power than anybody else. But then also everybody's voice is valuable and matters and is supposed to be heard. So you do pass a talking piece around and when you have it, that's your turn to talk. And then when you don't have it, you're supposed to be listening. So it's a good practice and really listening and not thinking about what you want to say next. It's truly just holding space for the other person and really listening to what they're saying. Um, so, um, yeah, so we've done it a few times and the kids keep asking me about it and I'm like, okay, like, I, it's fascinating. They're like, are we doing circles today? And I'm like, well, I wasn't going to do it today, but like we can, you know, um, right. but it's been great. Like I started with questions like, if you like, what do you think your superpower is, you know, and why And they had to share that and just things like how's the school you're going, or we talk about like, um, on Friday, we talked about what we were excited for, for the weekend and why. And, and then we've also talked about like, what, how do you think we're doing as a class? Like as a community, if you had to rate us from one to 10, how do you think we are? And what could we do better? Um, so little things like that. And it's really neat because again, everybody gets to share, and everybody has an opportunity to share. And it's, um, I'm just amazed at like, sometimes people just say something, you know, it's not very deep, but then other times there are really profound things that come out. And I think it's, 
it's good for me to hear and then for also for the other kids. Ah, my husband's phone is cut off. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Um, like there's definitely been things that we've needed to share with each other, you know, and so we've been able to do that. It's been really awesome. I also had um somebody somebody took a marker like a sharpie marker and wrote on one of my ball chairs and um I like I found it during lunch I was like oh like I went over to work on something and I saw that somebody had written and I was like oh my gosh and I'm like what am I supposed to do like how do I process this how do I manage I have no idea who did it you know and like I could take a guess at somebody who like struck me as like okay it could be this kid, like this would be someone who I would guess, but I didn't really know. Um, so I was like, well, what do I do? You know? And I went to a couple of people and I was like, do you have thoughts on this? Like how I have to say something. I can't just pretend it didn't happen, you know, but like, do I punish all the kids? Like what, what do I do? And I was trying to figure out what something that would feel like right to me, you know? Um, cause that's the thing that I just want to make sure that I'm always true to myself, you know? So anyways, so then I remember the circle. So I'm like, okay, we're going to do circle. So we did. We came, when the students came back from lunch, I was like, okay, look, um, I found somebody around the ball. Like, you know, I'm like, we need to talk about this and process it. And so we talked about like, um, how does it feel to know that somebody did that to something in our class? You know, it's part of our community and like somebody's not respecting the space that we have and what we have in our space. Um, we talked about like how it might feel if it was you, if somebody did that to something that was yours, you know, I'm like, what if like you left your hoodie somewhere and you came back and someone had like cut the arm off of your hoodie, you know, like, how would you feel? Um, so we talked through that and we talked about, um, like what the person should do or what they should do next time. And, just thinking through it. So, um, nobody ever came to me and said I did it or apologized or anything. Um, and so that's kind of sad, but at the same time, like I noticed that after the conversation, I felt better. Like, I feel like I can let it go, <laughs> you know, cause I was so mad and I was so like, ah, but I felt like I had processed it and talked through it. And, um, like, it just felt really good to be able to have that space to talk and share with them. And in some ways I feel like, if I had blamed somebody, you know, like if I had blamed the wrong person, like that person would have been upset. And like, like it could have gotten into like an ego thing, you know, and just going around and trying to figure out who done this to my ball. And, you know, and it was like, no, it's about our community. And like, you know, everybody shares the chairs that we have in our classroom. So you're impacting everybody, you know, and, and it just felt really good to be yeah. able to share that. So, so circle has become a neat thing because I feel like it's a way to get to know my kids, but it's also a way for them to give feedback and um, to share like how things are going. And then I can follow up from there. So it's been, yeah, I'm really glad. Like it's, I love how the world works sometimes. Like I, I didn't have any plan to do circle, you know, like it was not part of my vision for how I wanted to do things in my classroom. And then I went to that, um, it was like an all day workshop, I guess. Um, and we're going to meet throughout the year. So I went to that and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm totally doing this, you know? And so I just went with it, but that's been a good way to get feedback. And I feel like kids like it, you know, they asked me to do it. So I'm like, oh, well, that's a good thing. Okay. And I don't know if they ask, and I, I always wonder that, like, do they ask me to do it because they're like, oh, we'll just hang out in a circle. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Sometimes I wonder, like, do they yep. think like, oh, that way we don't have to like work or, you know, but then in my mind, I'm like, yeah, but like, 
this is powerful. You know, like we're learning about each other and it's you know, funny, isn't it? how the I, I had a couple of those, oh, we'll get him telling a story kind of moments. Right. <laughs> it starts as looking to not get like we were doing metric, uh, I don't know, like a two or three page metric conversion worksheet. Not just metric, but unit conversion worksheet in engineering this week. And it was it's boring, right? But it's really necessary and it's important that we take a look at that. Yeah. It calls in a bunch of old skills that they've done in math before. And it was day two. And no one was in a real big hurry to get to it, right? We knew we had plenty of time to get it done. And so there was this question, I think it was last, I suppose last Monday. Hey, how was your weekend? And I, I had this moment of like, oh, they're just trying to like, you know, throw it, throw it. so we have another whatever. But it led to some really powerful conversation and um important stuff so bit by bit i've been able to share like um different different pieces so we were doing um in human geography it's a freshman class um it's the el i'm the el co-teacher on there and we were talking about population pyramids and why different countries have population growth the way that they have it and how sometimes that's manufactured and how sometimes that's a result of some policy or whatever and we talked about how governments need tax dollars to support things. And I shared that I had been a, a part-time, sometime free and reduced lunch kid growing up. And here, you know, we're, we're in, it's, a, it's an affluent district. It's an affluent town. And um, I got several looks from kids like, really? I, what, what I perceived to be like, really? And some looks from kids perceiving like, okay, tell it like, maybe I was sharing an experience they were familiar with too. Um, it wasn't a... You know, I didn't try to make it a, a, a pity thing or a look at me thing, but that's an example of a way tax dollars are spent and, you know, d- different different things that way, too. So it's interesting how, to me, when and where we choose to jump in with those things, because I think we both said we're big time storytellers and we, we like to do that. And share. Talking about how I, I think you and I have both shared before we're storytellers. And I think that's a really powerful way to you know, build that openness and, and talk about things too. Um, it's important. Mm-hmm. And certainly that we get our own stories out of, out of the way. So <laughs> we can hear those about their kids. Um, but yeah. It's a powerful way to connect with them. You know, like I think we talked so much at the beginning of the year about getting to know our students and this blend of getting to going with the learning, but also getting to know them and building community. And um, we've also talked about how we have a whole year in front of us, you know, but like just in the short time that we've, work with these kids like doesn't mean we know them you know enough there's always more to I think learn and even on Friday a student was like um what's your like what's your favorite animal like she was asking me questions she's like I just want to know you better and she was asking me questions I was thinking like yeah there's still so much they don't know about me you know and still so much for me to learn about them so I think it's like it's continuous you know as of course of course we know things and we have to keep moving forward with our content but like we're still need to find opportunities to learn more about them and get to know them better. And um, yeah, it all, it all has to keep going. And I, I mean, I think stories are such a powerful way to learn and to share and yeah. So I mentioned we were doing measurement. I brought my, it's my great grandfather who I knew he passed away when I was in fifth grade, Philip Bruner. And I have, it's a folding measuring stick. And it's inches on both sides. It's wood and it's hinged. It folds down to something probably like, I don't know, maybe eight inches long by like three inches across. And it extends out to like five feet. So we're measuring, we're talking about precision in engineering. So I brought it in and I get there a little bit early 
And I mean, one of the other classes kind of sitting in, went to the shop and came back and it was gone. And I don't, it's, it's, it's not a, it's not something I would, you know, claim as a family heirloom. I do have a few things that are more important, but I was like, Oh, so stopped. Didn't do the, who took my whatever. And sure enough, about four minutes later, the guy I teach the same class, I, I, that's our PLC time is me watching him teach. And we talk during class too, about how he's doing things. And um, it's great. Super love the open door that we have with each other. It's been really, really wonderful. He looks over and goes, Hey, to a kid. And this kid has it extended out about using it exactly the way you shouldn't use it. And, oh, no. and he's like, you know, I'll say it's the name is Bill. Bill, what are you doing? He's like, uh, measuring something. And the kid knew he had done wrong. I knew I had kind of like wanted to sit out there. Right. Um, so I was telling my class when they showed up the next, like, you know, oh, yeah, it's funny. I didn't know if this was that interesting or not or whatever, but I called all 27 of them over to me and they're like, okay, so why is this important to you? And it felt started to feel like show and tell. And I was like, well, I mean, which it kind of now that I say it, I guess that's why I brought it. Right. Yeah. But, um, it turned into a really cool conversation around brief. Um, I'm like, yeah, well, you know, his, his son, my grandpa, who's 90 and now in a nursing home. And they're like, you never told us like, what your grandpa was a farmer. Like how <laughs> and to, to me it's, it's, those are parts of me and my story that yeah. in a fourth, fifth grade classroom years ago, I would have had a lot more time or maybe not maybe just taken a lot more time um, to say those things and talk about those things. But yeah, that's, they want to know more about grandpa Glenn and it's, it's very far outside their experience. Um, And also I think is, is interesting to them in terms of a a human connection, but I want to build that into like, you know, where are your stories, where you all come from? Elmhurst is a very, like I said, it's an affluent community, but it's also one where people move to. Um, there's not as many, you know, third and fourth generation Elmhursters as there are other communities. Mm, yeah, story yeah. is such a powerful, a power, and I yeah. think it, like the way you framed it with the circle and how they chime in, where it's not, you know, not a mandatory. Tell me about your summer vacation, or tell me about a time when, like the doors activity. That's that's so open ended. Kids could do whatever they want to do with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, I guess I'm just thinking about, like, in general, I feel like what we've talked about, and I think we're both about, is about knowing that these kids are people in front of us. <laughs> like, they're Hi. humans, and, like, honoring the fact that they come with their own experiences and their own stories and their own backgrounds, and um, that they're part of our classroom and our community as much as we are, you know? And yes. I think um, something that I thought about a lot when I worked as a coach was helping teachers make connections to students, you know, and I have stories I could tell about different conversations I've heard where the, like how teachers talk about students. And I was always trying to be like, okay, make sure that we know that they're kids, you know, and they're people and we see them and we see them for like all of what they are, you know, and then that we work on obviously their skills and things they need to help them to be able to grow. Um, not that that would happen a lot, but there were definitely a few instances where I'm like, oh my gosh, but they're just kids, you know, and they're people too. And there's so much more to them than this one behavior or whatever they're exhibiting. Or if they're showing some kind of behavior, there must be a reason, you know, like there has to be a reason why. Um, and maybe it's something simple that you can tweak in the classroom and maybe it's something that's 
gone on for a long time or that they are have had to think about and process for a long time. So, um, yeah. So I, but I think personally, I feel like that's really what I want my kids to be able to like feel from me is that they're part of our community and we are co-creating the space together and I'm there to help them learn. Um, and that I want to honor who they are as well. Yeah, I think it's, it's, I I had a, I have a student whose, um, family does a large amount of charitable work and it's very close to home for them. And we were talking about the weekend and he, he had shared his, but it was all around sports. And I, you know, this wasn't, this was a me and him conversation and he and I conversation. And I said, Hey, it looked like Sunday was really, really, really pretty cool too. And he had a, a moment of, you know, it was the, are, are you talking about this? And, and I had to like, not even verbally, right. We were just doing, I was like, yeah, in the city. And he was like, oh yeah, yeah. That was really cool. Oh, you know about that. Oh, blah, blah. and it's, it's all very public. Like it's on Twitter. They, you know, there's, it's, it's not a, not an unknown thing, but it, he didn't know that I knew that part of a story of things. And it wasn't something we, you know, Hey, everybody, let's talk about, but it, it seemed to, I don't know. It felt good to know those things and it felt good to like acknowledge that and, and talk about that. I mean, kids are, like you said, kids are kids and I don't, I don't know that kids are any more complex now than they were when we were kids, but I know there's an awful lot more stuff going on and things that make things to be a kid, I think harder. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. I think it's crucial that we have those, you know, relationships and those conversations. And I don't know, it, it's impressive to me how students are, kids are so much more, I don't know. It doesn't feel like it takes, you know, they're, they're right there. Kids are very willing to, to do that. I don't remember, te- and this is, you know, 35 years ago, but I don't remember teachers trying to get to know me in that same way. Mm. Maybe, maybe they did, but um, no, things like home visits and things like, um, you know, the dads and donuts or, you know, different, different activities where we try to get those formal things where we get people into schools, even if it's a non you know, a, a not formal conversation or, or thing. I think that's, those are all great, but even, you know, the more we can build relationships, I sometimes wonder about the structure. Yeah. It's like, like open house night. We do like a yeah seven minutes of, you know, who we are and a, a little shot at curriculum and then, okay, on to the next thing. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think those things are easily restructured or can be easily restructured to make things more come in. Let's sit in a circle. Let's talk about, have a cup of coffee and you know it's it's to build those relationships that way I know it's to me as a dad when I go to those things for my kids and um certainly means an awful lot too so yeah I think yeah I think the mental health aspect of things is something that's too late not too late but um I feel like we're, we're getting to it in schools acknowledging it more now which is a great thing yeah. So um, this week, Rand Telgemeier's book Guts came out and um, I ordered it. I was so excited. I was like, oh my gosh, okay, it's coming out. So I ordered it right away and I read it the first night. And Rand Telgemeier is like hugely known for her work in graphic novels. She's written Smile and Sisters and Drama and oh, there's another one. Uh, Smile, Sisters, Drama. 
uh, Ghosts, and then her most recent one is Guts. So I read it the first night, like, super fast. I was able to read it because I wanted to give it to my students the next day. Um, but it's about her experience and um, with anxiety, and she goes to counseling, but then it's also about her experience in school and her friendships and growing in that sense as well. And um, I love that she talks about being in therapy. Like, in, throughout the book, she's in therapy, and it talks about that and how it helps her to process and to be able to work through some of her anxiety. And I feel like, as I was reading that book, I was thinking, we need more stuff like this. And I feel like it's cool that we're like living in a time right now where people are more open about things like being in counseling or being in therapy and the different things that they are managing in their lives. And I feel like, um, I just feel like secrets, you know, and keeping secrets and not letting on of like things that are happening has been something that we did in the past. And I feel like more people are being open about things now. I still feel like there's ways to go, but like, you know, I think that's really powerful. Um, And I actually um, shared about being in therapy and a friend reached out to me this week and asked for like a recommendation, you know, and was like, you know, I really think we need to do this. And um, can you share somebody with me? And so I did that. And I thought, you know, if I had never told that person, you know, if I had never shared my story, that person never would have reached out to me and thought like, oh, you know, maybe that's something that I need to do or been willing to ask me for support. So again, going back to telling stories, you know, and being humans and being honest about our stories and sharing them, I think is important. But um, I love that we're living in a time right now where it is more common to be able to talk about things and to share. And I think it's helpful because it makes it easier for us to work through things when we know other people are going through it too. And it's not like, hopefully there's not such a stigma, you know, about having absolutely um, going through and dealing with different things. Um, I lost my train of thought, but I (laughs) was sharing that for a reason. Oh, guts and that book coming out. Yeah. So I'm really excited. I I was excited to share it with my students and to tell them about it because, um, you know, I was like, I've been to therapy, you know, and I've been in counseling and like you said, like, it's always interesting. Like when you say something like that, like you, you have no idea what their experiences are and what their thoughts are in their head, you know, and whether they've been to counseling before or not, or if they've heard about it before or whatever. But I think it's so important to talk about it and put it out there and, and to just share different things. And I just love that this is the time, you know, that it's not as much about secrets. It's more about sharing and being open um, to those ideas really great friend uh he, they lived on our block for i don't know the first 10 years i guess we lived where we live here in, in batavia but um and i was going through some stuff and mike was just a great ally and he's hey i'm getting up tomorrow morning at 5 30 to go for a walk you should come with me and there was a it was summer and i didn't i didn't have to um yeah. but it led to some really awesome conversation which in turn led to him sharing that he had was going through counseling and had a therapist um, which in turn led to me going and talking to people, um, a couple different people actually, because I found one that I really wasn't, wasn't vibing with that much, but yeah. what a powerful thing to do for someone else to share your experience and what that looks like. You know, it's, it's, I don't know. I think that might be a, I hope for our generation of teachers, something that we can continue to build on and really share for kids that not a sign of weakness it's not a sign of um you know some something being necessarily wrong just having a thought partner to work some stuff out and to think out loud and mm-hmm. dedicate the time and space to it it's, it's really a huge thing and shout out to all of our 
I don't know. I think of them as mental health professionals, but just support staff and people, yeah. social workers and counselors. I've had the joy of working with and being some really good friends with um, people who work in that space in education. And I know that um, their job's, you know, a pretty thankless one, right? If we, if we yeah. get test scores or something goes really well in class, we can tweet about that or talk about that or share that or have, you know, teachers shout that out, but uh, or admin shout that out, but so often I think those people go um, not not unthanked. I know families are grateful and teachers are grateful, but um, I think anything we can do to, to shout out their work is is really awesome. So yeah, yeah. I saw your I saw your Instagram where you shared that. I thought that was very. I don't. I I think you'll think it's not brave of you to do that, but I think it's important of people <laughs> to do that. So um, yeah, yeah. So good, good. I think that was. That, that's an important thing and an awesome thing and yeah yeah I, I totally try to I think that's something that's probably changed a lot since we started teaching my first year was 01 and it was a definite sign we always had a full-time social worker thankfully when places yeah. that been. So it's been awesome allies um and I don't know it's it's a mental health is such an important thing because it impacts so much other stuff I take I take blood pressure medicine every day. Some of that's genetics and some of that's some, some life choices, <laughs> too much fast food and other things that I'm working on too. But um, I know that mental health and stress and all of those things have real physical tolls and yeah. emotional tolls on things. And yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's a powerful and important thing to be, to know when you need help to, and just just sometimes to not even, I don't know. I don't even think of it as help so much anymore, just as sort of a norm of I'm going to go and process this and yeah. have something to work stuff out with. So, yeah. yeah. Um, without giving anything away, what tell us more about that book. Because I saw Pernell Rip tweeted that, that this week, you as well. Mm-hmm. Um, readability, appropriateness. Was it? I'm like, my, my son's a fourth grader. I think. Uh, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think fourth graders would be fine. So the girl is in fifth grade. Um, she, it starts off like her family has the flu and that's where she starts. Like she gets, um, she gets sick, you know, and throws up and then she starts to get, like, she has this worry about getting sick again and not wanting to get sick again. But then she also connects the being sick then with like, um, having to do a presentation in school and present and you know so it like kind of all mixes together and that's what gives her anxiety there is um there's friendship wise there's a little bit about getting your period and growing up but it's done in a very like like vague ish way you know what I mean so like yeah. he, yeah. you know I don't know if he wouldn't necessarily catch on to what's going on or like be confused or have questions about it it's not like it's explicit you know but right, um, right. so that definitely happens but um, I recommended it to one of my, like, she's like a certain, she's like a kind of cousin <laughs> friend of mine. Anyways, gotcha. her daughter's in fifth grade. And so I was like, oh my gosh, you should totally read it and like read it with her. Cause it's good. There's good stuff to talk about. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I've been telling somebody else is actually on my Instagram post said, oh my gosh, my girls have read it like multiple times. And we just got it this week. And she said, I haven't read it yet. And I'm like, you should read it. Like, I think sometimes there are some adults who tend to shy away from graphic novels, but um, hers I think are really friendly and easy to get into like they're super colorful and they're drawn you know like just the, it, they're accessible the illustrations yeah. you don't have to spend so much time really like inferring what's happening yeah. um, but she still does a good job of 
of drawing and explaining and using the the drawings but you know I'm like that's such a perfect thing it's like I love books so much because it's like a third thing so yeah. it's not like staying down with our kids and being like okay you know friendships are going to change you know that kind of a thing <laughs> um but like you can read the book and then you can talk about it and then again it's like it's just an easy way to see like kids might say like oh that happened to me or you know like you can ask questions and and talk through things so yeah I mean I think I would say fifth grade and up is like a good range but I think fourth, there are some fourth graders for sure like yeah. my fourth my own fourth grader I don't he probably would read it I don't know if yeah he's just a different kind I don't know you know every kid's yeah. different <laughs> but I would say there's you know that there's mention of that and um and then you know it's just friendships like she has a really close friend and then that friend gets a new friend, you know, so it's like, it's very typical kid things and working through that. But then because she's so worried about the germs and, and just being nervous at school and things like that, her parents are like, you, we really should talk to somebody about this because it seems like it's impacting you, you know, more than it could. So I I would say fifth grade and up, but I would also say certain fourth graders could read it too. So yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And a lot of, I feel like all of her books have really good lessons in them. And I, read you know. Smile. I haven't, I don't think I've read any of hers since Smile. That's probably okay. about four or five years old. So maybe, maybe older than oh, that. At least. Yeah. 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 So I, I just, I love her books. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. And a shout out to graphic novels. I'm getting ready to do a, yay. uh, I mean, just, just in general, but we're going to do a, a push with, I think I talked before about not to completely change channels, but um, some of our PD we're going to do in district and I got approved to join the innovation strand and we're going to bring more literature, nonfiction literature to, um, STEM learning, which I'm excited about, but, but also that, you know, there's so many great, like the, all the Zen books, the Zen education project and a lot of other awesome stuff that has been, um, I don't know, graphic, graphic novels. I saw a tweet again this week that was, I think a bookseller somewhere who was, you know, her supposedly the story was the mom was shaming the kid no that's not a real book like it's uh, so much more than just <laughs> money. like yes. it's, i don't know every time you feel like you're beyond that conversation it's still certainly there we bought this week uh emmett my fourth grader was reading minecraft the wood sword chronicles i don't know how you know deep and meaningful they were but that was a quick amazon grab that we did and he was stoked that those those showed up too so yeah i think that's just I don't know. I think of all that stuff as fuel and like music yeah. or like experiences. If kids go and love it, great. Um, if they read a graphic novel, they're not all about it. That's fine too. There's certainly tons of other stuff out there, but yeah, it's reading is yeah. reading, like just feed the mind, like let them, yeah. if that's where they're at, yeah. that's great. certainly there's some that are not amazing, you know, like anything else that's true, but um yeah, I have something to take away from it. I actually had two of my eighth graders check out Big Nate either okay. this week or last week, and I was like, okay. And it was, I don't, I, you know, it's always, I'm always wondering, like, okay, why are they checking it out? Are they wondering what I'm gonna say? Are right. they, you know what I mean? Like, it, right. is it like, are they doing it on purpose, or do they just want to, or like, what's going on? And um, and so they were like, can I check that out? And I'm like, yeah, of course you can check it out. I'm like, it, but it's pretty, like, probably pretty easy to read, right? Like, it shouldn't take you that long to get through a big Nate. Like, you're in eighth grade, you're, you know. And so I'm like, right. you should just get through it and, like, keep going. Just, yeah, but of course, you can read it. Like, I like to read fun things, you know, and, and I do think there's value to reading and just even being able to see how the ro- story rolls out, you know. 
and think about things that way, if nothing else. Um, But in circle this week, when we, I talked about our classroom community and how things are going, one of those students said he didn't quite feel like he was being challenged enough in my class. And I know it was really interesting because like that feedback is hard to hear. Right. And I'm like, Oh, you know, like, cause then I feel bad and I feel guilty and I'm like, Oh my gosh, like I want to be challenging all my kids. And you know, so like, of course my brain goes into overdrive of like, ah, how can I be better? And like, Oh no, you know, like, and I feel bad about it. Um, and then I was thinking about that too. I'm like, yeah, but like, that's an example, you know, where like, I'm not, I'm not picking you the books and requiring you to read. Like that's you being able to pick whatever book that you want to read. And so that like, yes, I'm happy to reflect and think about this, but like you have to show up too. So we didn't really right. talk about it in circle because it was in circle really is just passing and right. everybody gets their chance to say something. It's not really about responding, you know? So, um, I didn't talk too much about him there. I did ask other kids to tell me if they thought the class was challenging or if they thought it, you know, that needed to be more challenging or whatever. And so we did process that and it was cool to hear them, other kids, you know, say and share their perspective and, not everybody was like, yeah, this class is too easy, you know, but I had, I heard some other good feedback too, you know, some other good things I thought was really, really cool. Um, but anyway, so then I was able to talk to that student later and I said, you know, let, let's talk a little bit, like, for example, let's talk about Big Nate. You pick Big Nate. That's not, you know, that's you being able to challenge yourself and to be able to do that, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so we talked through and what came out of it was he doesn't know like he doesn't have access he just doesn't know what books to read he hasn't found a book that he really connects with that he wants to read that he likes to read that he feels like it's at his level so it came to this point of like it's not that he's not willing to do the work I think he just was like I don't think there's anything out there that I like you know like I don't think there is a book that's for me that I want to read that I like so of course me I'm like challenge accepted (laughs) okay so I'm like so like, yeah, so tell me what kind of books you like to read is okay if I put like a stack together and like you'd be willing to like give them a try and like read through and like at least pick one and like go from there. So he was open to that. But like I, when he picked the big Nate, I didn't know any of that. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I had no idea that there was so much behind it and to be able to unravel it. And I was like, oh, actually what he's trying to tell me is he doesn't, there's nothing that he really actually wants to read but he does want to be challenged and he would do it if he knew what to read so um yeah so I still have to do that I was gonna make a trip to the library so I could put together some books for him to look into but um yeah I don't know I feel like I think sometime we should we should dedicate an episode just to libraries too and how oh yeah yeah it's my I don't know it's it's the it's my low-key like favorite place in the world like I don't know. There was some PD activity or something, you know, share your name, two things about yourself and your favorite place in the world. And my, my pack, oh. I was, oh, Wrigley Field, Wrigley Field. Love the Cubs. Love a good day at Wrigley Field. But I've come to realize, like, I think it's the public library. And I am have such love and affinity for what they do. And not just public school libraries, too. Um, but, but, yeah, how that can be really the heart of the school and good on you for going and getting this kid and seeing where he's at and what yeah really going on there right so yeah yeah and I think um I just find myself always reflecting on how things are working you know and I probably need to start writing things down because again like I never would have guessed that that would have come out of that or that having the circle is an opportunity would have helped me get to understanding him better in something Yep. Um, like his reading choice and you know so 
Um, I do feel like, I think we've talked about this a little bit before. It's just about trying different things out, you know, and like trying to match things. And we have a repertoire in terms of we've been teaching for a long time and we've been out of education, but or not out of education, but out of the classroom and now back into teaching. And um, we know a lot of stuff, you know, but it's still, no matter what year you are in your teaching, it's about matching with the kids in front of you and matching to what they need and going from there. You know, so it's not like every, I could just say, oh, it's going to work the same exact way every year, but it's always just trying to match and, and best meet the needs of the kids in front of us. So, yeah, I think it's, it's a real, I mean, I don't know. I, I know I had years when I felt challenged and didn't, you know, it was, that that was a stress as a teacher. And this year feels like, I don't know, I, I was talking to tweeting with somebody again and they said oh so you're back in the classroom as a dm it wasn't wasn't out there but i had commented on something he was doing and he's uh identifies as a teacher of color and and was telling me some of the how that that conversation has changed in his space he's an instructional coach and we were we were talking about he's like yeah it feels feels a little bit more like work this year right there's some some of the joy has been and he was, he's like, boy, you seem like you're really stoked to be back in the classroom. And it was another good opportunity for me to reflect. And I told him what I was doing. And he's like, well, kind of, ha ha, that sounds like a lot. And I said, yeah, I, I, people say that. And I, I don't, it doesn't, I mean, maybe it is, but it, it feels like a real blessing. And it sounds like you too, for you being back yeah. in the classroom of, yeah, but like, it's, it's where I want to be. It's where really, where, yeah rubber meets the road and I'm feeling super impactful and and that it's also I don't know like probably the most important job out there and yeah saying that out loud sounds a little egotistical but <laughs> it's also like for my own kids like they're you know best ways we can support their teachers and we're really fortunate to have a great district where we live and um but yeah it's it's been a big I don't know it just it, it's better all the time. It's, it's yeah. definitely, it's definitely the, the place to be. So, yeah. yeah. I, and I will go back to, um, I think what you're trying to say is like, it's like, for me, like I'm definitely exhausted <laughs> because it is like, I have, let's see, I have 12 and now I have 23 students. I've gotten a couple students added over the time. So I've got 35, right? Yeah. yeah. So I've got 35 total students, which is actually like, I feel like a, like small, you know, like my afternoon class is pretty small. Um, but it's still trying to figure them all out, you know, and no one understand them and know how to reach them and how to meet their needs. And again, like, okay, so-and-so is doing this. And so what does that mean? And why are they doing it? And trying to figure it out and unravel everything. Like it's definitely a lot to do, but I agree. I feel like I'm, I love it. I'm so glad that I get to do this work and I'm so glad that um, like, I'm just so excited to see what we accomplished this year and just to get to know them better. And I feel like the more I get to know them, the more excited I am. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this kid's so cool. You know, like yeah. I, I see them and then I'm like, oh my gosh, like little things just keep popping out. And I'm like, this is so fun. Like, <laughs> I just love it. Um, but I do want to say that I think, um, we still have to take care of ourselves, you know, going back to the mental health for ourselves. I wanted to just throw out there, like our district has an EAP. Do you have that as well? 
where we like know. you can go get counseling at any time, like, you know, or you can get support yeah. at any time. And I feel like um, teachers need to be aware of that for ourselves that again, like you said, like, it might not be like, I need help. It just might be like, I just need a safe space where I can come and just like, let it all out, you know, and just, yeah. just put it somewhere and have somebody listen. And um, like, I feel like probably our spouses and we have friends and people who are willing to listen, but um, sometimes it's, still hard to make time for that and for them to just hold space for you you know without being like oh yeah my work you know like like for them to add in other things and it's just really nice to have someone who will listen who just is there to listen (laughs) is there for you you know yeah it's it's I've never met Chad your husband but from from everything I know of the two of you in both being teachers I would imagine some of your conversations are pretty awesomely powerful in terms of experience and my wife works for the park district. So she works in a public service capacity and it's, it's, you know, everybody who we all have stuff. And I think a lot of times the people in our lives are, I don't know, sometimes it, it, you know, people want to help. And sometimes it's like that's solutions oriented when it's great to have that third party of people who don't necessarily, that that's their job. Right. Yeah. they're, they're there to help you. I'm a very, and I think I've done it a lot this episode. Oh, I lost you, Ben. Are you there? Ben, where'd you go? I went to my phone, fell asleep. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> um, but no, I had a great conversation with one of my principals about, we were, I was, it's my goal setting meeting. And I used to help people write goals for their goal setting meeting as a coach. And she goes, yeah, so this, you know, this was probably pretty like, not that it wasn't hard, but that it was, it was, you know, so what did you set? How did it go? And the goals were fine. We both agreed on that, but the, the dialogue was super powerful. Like it was going to have a thought partner of um, just, you know, where are you at? What do you want to work on? And how does this all tie together? And yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, I certainly feel, I mean, I'm, I'm new to this, the STEM stuff. I'm new to the schools that I'm in. And so it's okay to say there's some positive stress in that, I think, but also to know that like people, you know, we're all cheering for each other. I feel like edu Twitter sometimes and other stuff feels like a bit of a competition and anything we can do for ourselves, like positive mental health wise is, is huge. So yeah. Yeah, check your deductibles, check your insurance, and talk to your. <laughs> I think there's some really awesome ways to, um, to listen and and to do that. And certainly, the coffee or go have a beer with your friend is a great way to do that. Yeah. Uh, like I shared earlier with my neighbor Mike, it was it was something he shared of, hey, have you thought about this? Going to talk to somebody. Yeah. And I think I had a pretty typical. No, why would I need to do that? And he's like, oh man, it's great. Uh-huh. Yeah, I do this, and yeah, it it was it was a really. And it's a great yeah. resource to have, even if not on a regular basis, when you need it, like to go and check right. and, and yeah. some stuff and work on things. So yeah, yes, yay counseling, yeah. yay, yay, yay therapy. <laughs> yeah, very good. Um, so I'm sure we could probably share other things that we've done in our classroom and how we've been conscious of, like, again, humanizing the kids and making sure we see them and coordinate things and think through how to help them out. But we've already gone on for a long time. So we should save yeah. that for another time. This is, this is something we come back and visit, you know, like we have these little drop-in comments. Maybe we throw one of those in there now and again and say, 
you know, how things are going. And certainly I think we're doing a good job sharing our challenges and this is an ongoing one, right? Mental health, like anything else is something that you need to check in with yourself and with some other people once in a while to see how, how things are going and how you can, what you can do for your kids as well as for yourself. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. So, um, I don't know if we want to talk about, I don't know what we want to talk about next time. I don't either. I I mean, I just (laughs) off the top, off the cuff, parent teacher conference is coming up. Are yours soon or are yours? Oh, Uh, I think ours, I think ours are coming up in the next couple of weeks. You know what? I probably should know that, but I don't. Um, I've got my high school ones, October early, like the first week of October. And then middle school is a little bit later on, but maybe, yeah. maybe like, you know, parent communication and how we connect with parents um, and share that maybe something along those lines. Yeah. Cause we talked about that a teeny bit here. And I felt like when you brought that up, I was like, Oh, there's things that I want to say. So that'd be good. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Okay. So next time we'll be talking about parent communication connecting with parents and prepping possibly for parent teacher conferences, thoughts going into going into that totally okay sounds good i will talk to you later all right thanks jen bye i'm jen i'm ben and you've been listening to go back to class